I don't care if you just got diagnosed with a serious illness. I'm hanging up and going to this party tonight, but I can explain. Yeah, don't let your death freaking ruin my vibe. Rain on my parade, bro. Yeah, you know what? You know what the real disease is? You killing my vibe. Wow, wow. Please don't kill my vibe. Stop getting that that cancer all over my good party vibes, bro. (laughs) Awful. How how dare you? How dare you? I'm I'm literally trying to party and drink away my pain brilliant and you're giving me like more pain wow that i know how to handle with alcohol exactly stop real life solutions from (laughs) okay now let's see if we can solve this so i 25 female work in event planning so i always get invites or tickets to high end events oh yes there was a huge event coming up that I was really excited to go to. I asked my boyfriend, 27 male, three days before the event to accompany me, and he said yes. Nice. So originally, the plan was to be my boyfriend, my stepsister, and myself. However, on the day of the event, he said he had a doctor's appointment, so he wasn't sure if he could attend. Oh, no. I said no problem, and I waited for him to return home. A couple hours later, he texted me and said he had something to tell me. What does he have to tell you? You know, it's never, never good when they have something to tell you. They they, they, they don't just tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something simple. Uh, We have to have a talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something simple is like. Just tell us what you have to talk about. I got in and out. Yeah. (laughs) I got chicken nuggets. I Um, have a life-threatening illness. Yeah. I'm breaking up with you. And a side of sauce. Your mom and dad don't love each other anymore. Oh, goodness. Uh, your mom loves me. Yeah. Instead of your dad. I yeah. mean, I'm your new dad. Lots of options. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of talks out there. That would be a Reddit story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got worried and I called him immediately. I asked if everything was okay and he said he was diagnosed with anemia so he's going to have to start taking supplements. Is that is anemia like life-threatening? I think if you treat it right, fine. it's fine. But I think kind of like, you know, back in the day, like if you got like uh, uh, asthma, it could mm. just like kill you. I think it might, I could be literally completely wrong, yeah. but that's my See. sense of it. I expressed how sorry I was, and I spoke to him for about four hours, gave him pep talks, and told him that I'm here if he needs me. I reassured him that I'll always love him. I then asked if he would still be able to attend the event with me to take his mind off things, to which he responded that he doesn't like the art performances, so he'd rather go to a different event. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> I said, no problem. I'll go with my stepsister alone. He got upset and hung up on me. Dang. You know, he's done. He's done. He's done with that. I called him back and he started an argument about how I'm selfish for going out while he is going through something. I told him that I had already made the plans with my stepsister and I can't back out now as she's depending on me. I also don't drink, so I would have been the sober driver. And if I didn't go, she could not go. I told him that this event is the only event my sister really wanted to attend this year. And I promised her that I would take her months prior. I even told him I'll see him the next day. And he said, be safe and just hung up on me again. Mm. He's just not having it. I mean, I get it. I feel like he's like really like uh, he just wants to talk to someone. He's really struggling right now. I need some support. Yeah. Yeah. I got to the event around 11 and spent the entire event alone, just sitting down and watching the show by myself, having food and drinks. When I returned home around 2 a.m., I called him and he was awake. His first words were, well, 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 look who cares about me again. Damn, man, salty. (laughs) He's throwing it down. He's letting it be known. I said, 
I am too tired for this. And he responded by saying that, of course, I'm tired. I went out without knowing he's upset, but I love partying and meeting new people so much that I didn't think to stay with him on the phone. Dang. He's feeling really betrayed right now. Yeah. I told him he's being ridiculous and I would have stayed if it were just us who had planned to go. He said, my priorities are off and I am an ignorant a-hole. Keep in mind, I don't attend parties unless it's with family and I only attend events a few times a year. So am I the a-hole for not staying on the phone with him and attending the event instead? I kind of want to know how like bad. Serious. Yeah. Like is this... All right. Like if he was like, yo, I just got this and I'm about to die. Yeah. You skip the event. Yeah, absolutely. But if it's like life threatening, I don't know. Like if I feel like I would. mm, Okay. Depending on how and depending how close the friend is, which it seems like OP and the friend are close. They're in a relationship. Oh, they're in a relationship. Yes. Oh, OP. Oh, uh, that's OP's boyfriend. Oh, Uh, I totally missed that. Okay, wait. So Opie and the boyfriend have been in a relationship for how long? That we don't know. We don't know how long the relationship. I think at any at any length, any length. Yeah. Yeah. Opie's a little bit the a-hole. At any yeah. length, if if like if my if if Ariana said like, hey, I just got a diagnosed with like some life-threatening illness, and like I was going to a party with a friend, I would be like, yo, dude, I can't go to this party. <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry. You're gonna have to find someone else. You but know. babe, I, I gotta get down with the boys. Yeah, or, dude. Or with the girls. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> shitty. It's pretty yeah, shitty. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty shitty. Yeah, I think. I think. I think OP's the a hole for sure. Yeah, uh, and so I looked it up. So just the quick Google thing is anemia can lead to rapid or irregular heartbeat. When you're anemic, your heart pumps more blood to make up for the lack of oxygen. This can lead to enlarged heart or in or heart failure, aka death. So. I think it's like, but I don't know how quickly yeah, how that long. happens. Like, yeah. like I, I wonder if it's kind of like diabetes where like, as long as your blood sugar is in the right range, it's okay. But you have to like, you know, your whole life changes in that scenario where you have to make sure your blood sugar is correct. So what, and it's just and then, like, it's a, it, it seems like it's a, it's a serious diagnosis. Yeah, like maybe yeah, it's not going to affect yeah. them right away, but it's a serious diagnosis. And it's like something that you want to, you're going to have to deal with and yeah. to be diagnosed that day. And then not have your significant other actually like, I don't know, show up for you. Yeah. It's kind of shitty. I, I want a little bit more. Co- it seems like this was a event that came through her work. So I would like a little bit more. Like, for instance, this is like an extreme scenario. But if someone's like going to the Grammys. Right. And then like, if you know, go, going to the Grammys nominated. And uh, yeah, then someone gets like a disease that is very serious, but treatable and, and livable. Then maybe you're like, you know, right. I, if, yeah, I, I think guess. it's still good to have a conversation about it. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, I guess like how, what would you, what would you not miss? <laughs> right, right, right. right. Like right, what, right. where's the break off point? Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Right. So like, all right. Um, uh, all right. It's, it's, uh, 2019. Yep. Right. Uh, Kanye is still not, he's crazy, <laughs> but he's not, he's yeah. not current, like, like as, as, as off the rockers yeah. he is now. You got front, front row seats. And then this Naima, Naima calls in and says, I have anemia. Do you go or do you let it or do you give it to me? So <laughs> I do have to think I'm being honest here. Uh, it depends. So, okay, here I'll, I'll explain. So I went to one Kanye show where it was like the Sunday service, yeah. which was much more casual. Like tickets were 19 bucks. I would have 
ditched that. Yeah. Um, if it was, uh, there was another concert I went to, which is two shows before he was hospitalized. Um, that was like this like super crazy tour. He had this like floating stage. Uh-huh. It was very much a moment. I paid like $370 for it. Yeah. Um, that one, I would have had a conversation with her and been like, if you need me here, I'm going to be here. But like, would, would it legitimately bother you if I, if I went? Yeah. Um, and like, just like basically put on the table, like I'm going to be here for you if you need me in all honesty, would it, bo- would it bother you? Like, like what would you, what would your reaction be if I went, right. how would you feel if I went? Um, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Let's say you spent five grand on, <laughs> on like the most incredible life changing experience. It was mm-hmm. like six months prep. Yeah. Right? And she says, it, it's not like, like she says, like, it's not life threatening. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, it's a, it's a diagnosis that, that will change someone's yeah, life yeah. and they get it that day. And she says, John, I really need you. Well, the other thing too, I mean, I could actually sell. You can't sell it. Okay. It's over not improbable. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is a hypothetical after all. Um, uh, I, 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 that one, honestly, like I'm less like that. The, the Kanye thing was more of a, like, I don't know if this will ever happen again. You can take like a fancy vacation yeah. anytime. No, no, no. This is, is, this is, this is the Kanye equivalent. I'm actually meet. No, no, no Sorry. $5,000. Yeah. You get to meet Kanye. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Kanye, you're going Oh my to God. Death. Oh my God. Um, yeah. I mean, it's your one chance. <laughs> it's your one chance bro. to be Kanye keeps upping the ante before here. he ruins his reputation. Nah. It's, it's, it's still, I know it sounds crazy, but like the concert is that's the one where I'm like, this is like a more of a once in a lifetime thing, which causes me to hesitate. Even meeting him, even, you know, a fancy, like I actually have like, you get to record a song <laughs> with Kanye. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is what I'm doing. Hold on. I think I, you get a, re- <laughs> you have time booked in Hawaii yeah, yep. with Kanye. Yep. I have a game a plan for this. Okay. Are you ready? And Nima says, Hey, I just got diagnosed with the disease. I need you. Here's what we're doing, right? <laughs> Phone call. Hey, do you want a house or do you want me to spend this weekend with you? <laughs> That's the scenario okay. there. Yeah. Take all the money from that feature or whatever and literally buy her something crazy. Because if you get a Kanye song, the money that you'll make off of that over time is probably stupid. Okay. As long as you get the proper So you make her splits. make the choice. Yes. And, then, and, and, and if she still says, I'm giving her, I'm giving her the option, bro. I'm, 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 all right, wow. I'm giving it. You, I, you pushed me to my breaking point. You kept pushing me to my breaking point. <laughs> Honestly, but boyfriend of the year award, you, you, you still give her the choice. Yeah. I don't know if I'm boyfriend of the year, but it's, you know, I'm boyfriend of something. I'm boyfriend of something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do? You go make a good song with Kanye. Okay. Um, but our next story, we actually have a submission from you guys. Ooh. So let's cook this up. Get it. My husband openly brags to me and the kids about how many women throw themselves at him. Okay. OP. This is OKOP. I'm Samuel Donner. And I'm John Fry. And John, uh, 
people have been making fun of me recently. They because have. It's they, not acceptable. Yeah, it's kind of rude. I feel bad. They said that my camera is so zoomed in that they can see the back of my throat. And if you could see the back of my throat, you would understand that I don't have any tonsils because I got them taken out when I was like five. They're honestly, I think they're just jealous of your your good oral hygiene. Yeah. And yeah. It, maybe they have inflamed the best tonsils. Oral around. The best oral. <laughs> maybe it's just a no bunch. No one of- has better oral. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> oral hygiene, that is. Hygiene. Uh, let's, let's keep oral. it clean, guys. Let's keep hygiene. it clean. <laughs> That's how we do it. All right. Um, and with that. And with that. All right, John, I got a story. I got oh, a story. Hit me with it, baby. All right. My husband openly brags to me and the kids about how many women throw themselves at him. Kind of something you don't want to uh, to brag about. Yeah, I don't know if you're like, kids, you wouldn't believe the dime that was trying to. <laughs> the broads that are just. <laughs> that was just throwing themselves. I could have twisted every nipple within a mile radius of this house, but I don't. Maybe we just use all like kids. 1950s terms to describe like there was a bunch of broads just bunch throwing of- themselves. <laughs> Couldn't stop them, you know. Uh, I, I was about to I was about to do more 1950s stuff, but then I was just like, okay, this is getting it will get sexist very quick. Oh, that's true. I got I got one though. All right, uh, there's uh, broads throwing themselves at me like Dwight Eisenhower throwing roads on the interstate. Wow, that wow. See, wow, 1950s historical, historical reference. I'm, and no one is offended. I'm very impressed. That's like the one thing I remember from uh, APUS history, which was like he invested very heavily in the road infrastructure. Just like this, this dad's investing in <laughs> these broads. <laughs> in investing Bochi. is is salami. <laughs> uh, Prime okay. salami service. Mm, yummy, yummy. All right. My husband and I are expats in a country where the average household considers themselves lucky to make 2000 to $3,000 a year. So we're talking. Wow. Where are they much. living? They're probably like, I don't know, like South America. God, I mean, yeah, that's, that's Africa. Low, low. For the purpose. Uh, I know, and just, just for, for reference, like that covers like two months rent. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe if you're lucky. If you got a deal. Yeah. Same Sam is the king of deals. I I try. I try. I'm like the the joker of deals. For the purpose of not giving too much identifying information out, I will be referring to the country as country E. Yugoslavia. Eureka. You figured it out? No, I'm just just trying to find. (laughs) I was like, wow, that was. E countries, but Yugoslavia is is not an E country. What's I was it? about to what say is, you should go on um, country country that begins with E. Country that begins Estonia? No, Estonia is pretty what wealthy. Is, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know if it's El wealthy, Salvador. El Salvador. El, maybe El Salvador. Country E. El Salvador. Two and a half years ago, my husband, who works in finance, was promoted to a position in which he could finally have the compensation, authority, and projects that he always dreamed of. Nice. The downside was the position would be in the company's headquarters in another country. And basically, it required us to move away from our families and our friends. But I was so excited for my husband and our kids, 15 female and 10 male, were so happy about experiencing another culture as well as supporting their dad that we urged my husband to take the position. So everyone's on board. Yeah, it sounds like like, an adventure, family adventure. Family adventure, you're making more money in an exotic location. Sounds good. What could go wrong? Because they were telling my husband they wanted to see him there as soon as 
as possible ASAP, we agreed that he would go settle in and we would fly over around two months later. It seems that the moment his plane took off towards country E marked the beginning of the end of all his feelings of respect and appreciation for me and the kids. Oh God. Things are going downhill. After just two months apart, I could sense a drastic change in my husband. He went from calling me and the kids every day to every other day and then reducing communication just to text. At first, I thought he was just busy settling in. But the night before we went to fly out, he video chatted us and the kids asked him why he seemed disappointed that they were coming, which is not oh, what you want. That's awful. He said that they were just imagining things and it was just how his face looked on camera, which, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. but. We'll see. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. As we settled into our new home, he shot us pretty resentful looks and continuously snapped at me not to touch this or that. Like most expats, we live in a home that was miles grander and showier than we could ever get back home. And with a lot of stuff like a company car and housekeeping services paid for by the company. And my husband had money to burn and started having ridiculously high expectations about how we were dressed and how we looked. He bought himself loads of designer watches with his fellow corporate masters of the universe friends and spent lavishly at restaurants and bars on the company tab. He also invested quite a bit of our money in real estate here since the government is pushing for foreign investors to invest, even adopting a more liberal outward rhetoric in order to be more appealing to the West. The country we live in has extreme wealth disparities, most of it, unfortunately, not held by locals. There is a center city where all the high-end stores, hotels, and clubs and restaurants are, and then there are some homes in the country as well. And despite the fact that this country is technically conservative, escorting is rampant and is an outgrowth of the generally desperate economic straits of families and the fact that it is obvious who has money and therefore where to go and who to target. Yikes. So basically a bunch of escorts are going to the city center to drum up some business. Try to feed the family. Western folk. Oof, yikes. Escorts are apparently and basically everywhere in the area we live where there are restaurants or bars or entertainment. When men see dressed up local women in pairs roaming around an establishment, they just assume they're escorts. And 90% of the time, they're right. Oh, man. God. An expat friend once asked a woman who approached him in a bar what she did for a living. And she said, what does it look like I do for a living? I see. <laughs> my husband then started criticizing my appearance a lot. And when we'd go out, he'd ask if I ever considered wearing my hair like woman A, B, or C. Or we'll go out to eat as a family and he will ignore what the kids are saying and just stare at different women. Which is just disrespectful, man. Absolutely. Like, keep your eyes on your food or your wife. Or your kids. <laughs> or your kids, yeah. When his friends come over, my husband always brags in front of me about the women that approached him. Not just at bars, but he also brags about how local women who work in the office with him are also exceptionally engaging. He even got pretty aggressive when we were hooking up and wanted to choke me and pee on me. This is getting dark. This is getting dark. When we tried some more intense stuff, he pulled my hair hard enough to draw blood. And when I said I didn't want to do it anymore, he started screaming that a bunch of women who look exactly like his type would be eager to do it all and more for less than I spend on dinner. Jeez. God. Oh, jeez. I'm not having fun. My daughter found a bunch of contacts on his phone that blew up his phone with flirty messages on WhatsApp. And instead of at least pretending to be ashamed for her daughter's sake, he went, well, at least your dad's still attractive. How is that supposed to make a kid feel better? Like yeah, I... 
It's like you're cheating on mom, and it's like your dad's got some pretty good looks. At least eh? I still good looking. No, no, that's not how you handle it. And then it turned into a diatribe about how he had to give out the number to one woman because she looked close to tears when he tried to pull away. Which likely story, bro. While most women are respectful when a man is with his wife and or family, sometimes it happens where we're at restaurants and hotels, and my husband is just like a regular there for dinner, and then women who I assume are also regulars will disregard my presence and give me scornful once-overs. When we were out as a family and my husband sees a woman give his attire an improving once-over, he will smile flirtatiously back and seem to bask in the glow and not pay any attention to me or the kids. And it's like, these are people who just want your money. Like, yeah, bro. This has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with, with your you. Looks. Nothing at all. They're just trying to milk you for all it's worth. Moo. Moo, moo. I've been to support groups and have been told to let it wear off because many other wives have experienced their husbands being drunk on attention. Also, what kind of support group yeah, is well, that? That's it's like, terrible support. It's your that's... fault. Just the boys will be boys. Husbands will be husbands. Who's giving this support? Yeah, this is terrible, <laughs> terrible support. Terrible support. Join the OKOP support group. Yeah, yeah. We'll give you better support than freaking whatever you're getting. But my husband seems to be getting more and more obsessed with the attention. My son is young, but he has gone from happy-go-lucky to glaring at his father and whoever he is smiling at. My husband and I have tried to communicate, but everything turns into my fault. I do not appreciate his contributions enough. He says I don't appreciate his contributions enough when I disagree with him, saying the kids don't need to learn how to do laundry because the housekeeper will do it for them. I also don't appreciate him when he continually asks to hook up for the third time in a night. I do not appreciate him when I move the furniture from how he organized it or when I disagree with him on anything. I started tracking our banking information and found out that he made numerous large withdrawals. He denied vehemently that he was seeing escorts and said, I seemed jealous and had something against people who escorts. Like, I don't use escorts, but how dare you judge people who use escorts? I don't use them, but you shouldn't judge them. Oh, man. I told him that to the contrary, I feel bad for people who need to put their lives and health at risk like this and that these people don't have any forms of government assistance. We had a big fight that night and I went to stay with a friend for the night to cool off. When I came back home, he glared at me and said, oh, you're back. What if I don't want you here anymore? Excuse me? Rude. Excuse me? Rude. I do not know what to do. My support group keeps telling me that he will get off his power trip, but if I leave him, I will likely lose any assets I have here. My kids obviously still have school and love their classmates. I need any advice on how to save my marriage or how to get my husband to stop thinking that I am not enough for him when I haven't changed from when we were not expats. While he respected and appreciated me back at home, he scorns me here. What should I do? Wow. I mean... God, what a... Bro, the post says it all. Break up with him. Yes. Leave with the kids. Get yes. a divorce. Yeah. God, he, like, Run far, far away. He's treating you like garbage. Like, he's no. not doing anything at all. Yeah. And, and it's and also, it's like, it's just so clear his behavior before and after. So it's like something there made him change. And I think we all have a pretty good idea of what that was. Yeah. Escorts. Yep. <laughs> um, but man, run for the hills, bro. Just like OP... You deserve better. Absolutely. And you know where our listeners should run to, Samuel? Oh, they should run to the OKOP support group, otherwise known as the subscribe button on hey. YouTube, the follow button on Spotify, and the follow button on TikTok. Make sure to support us wherever you can. And then I'd also like to give a special shout out to our very, like, like our growing Patreon base. Um, we really appreciate you. Absolutely. We have... Ooh. We have another, we have a new one as of today. Ayo. We have the OG Scott squad, 
Kathy Quigley, Keegan Simmons, Desiree Canterbury, Connor Van Baron, Nina Campbell, and newest addition, Will Combs. Will Combs. If you guys want a shout out at the end of the episode, you know what to do. Join yeah. the Patreon. Link is in the bio. Please help us make more things. Yes. This is great. This is our pride and joy. Yes, it is. Our lovely love message yes. to you. Very lovely. Lovely, lovely. Double the lovely. Double the lovely. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time.